Welcome or welcome back to Lift You Up Inspiring Health Stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I'm the founder and chief storyteller of TV Media Group. But for the purpose of this podcast, I am your health and happiness matchmaker. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, you know what I'm going to ask you to do? Hit subscribe right there on YouTube and turn on those notifications and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to stay connected with you. Now, today you are going to meet a woman who is a CPA, a businesswoman. She is a wife, a mother, and so much more. But she's sharing a story, a scary one, where she almost lost her life. And it's doing something that so many women do. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by Jacqueline Strauss, who is the founder of My Macro Memoir. Good to see you again. It's so great to see you as well. It's an absolute honor to be in your to be here in, in your world. I We've been chatting, and thank you for that. Uh, we've been chatting, I feel like, for months and months. We have kind of connected organically. I don't know, right? Online? Yeah. LinkedIn. Um, I found LinkedIn. you. I was just having this conversation with uh, my last guest that I had on. I'm like, I need everybody on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn, you need to get on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited that we can be connected because I know you've shared some of your story um, with me, which I think is a really um, important story to share and something that a lot of people don't know about. We'll definitely get more into your you know entrepreneurial journey, but I know this is really... Um, your personal story is really kind of what led you here. So if you can kind of start off and, and share your story with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking and allowing me to have this venue to share because I do think it's so important. And if I can just touch the life of one woman out there, then my job is done. So um, I have two children. I'm a mom of two elementary school age children, a nine-year-old, and my daughter just finished kindergarten. She's six years old. And with the birth of my second child, I had a life-threatening post-delivery hemorrhage in which um, I lost half of the blood in my body and required um, intervention through surgery. Um, which was obviously emergency surgery. So I delivered my baby girl and I knew something wasn't right. It just, we, as women, I think we really know our bodies. And I kept trying to express to the physicians, to the nursing team, that when I actually held my newborn, it was painful, physically painful. And they kept telling me that I was fine and that I was imagining things, but I was adamant. And so 45 minutes after Leah was born, I started hemorrhaging excessively and um, felt like my life was flashing between my eyes. I was fighting as hard as I could to keep consciousness. 
um, because I just didn't want to let go. The doctor gave me permission and told me to let go that he was going to do what he had to do to stop the bleeding. And I did, I followed direction and I trusted the professional. Um, I then did open my eyes, regain consciousness, um, but something still didn't feel right. And I continued down the adamant path of something is still not right. And he's like, no, 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 I got it under control. I stopped it. And 10 minutes later, I began to bleed excessively again. At that point, it was a code red. So I had complete consciousness as far as what was going on around me, Tamika. I knew that my baby had already been taken out, so she was gone. I also had my father walking in with my son, who was three and a half years old, totally oblivious as to what was going on to come meet his new baby sister. And I just remember screaming to please get out because I did not want my son to be scarred by what he was going to witness had he walked any further into that room. Um, once I got into the OR, I remember them taking me as fast as possible and I had to undergo emergency surgery where they placed a balloon inside to hold up the walls of my uterus from collapsing, um, which would have landed me in either end of life or a um, full hysterectomy. And I was 35 at the time. So I just remember that moments before I opened my eyes and I honestly didn't know up until this point what I believed as far as afterlife and kind of what happens and all of that. I never really had a lot of clarity around it. And I don't know if I ever thought about it long enough to have the clarity. But all I do know is that this situation changed that and provided me clarity because I think what were moments before I opened my eyes, I saw myself in the most beautiful place with both my husband and my son there and me telling them that I wasn't ready to go, that mommy didn't want to go. And I kept repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. And the next thing I know, I opened my eyes and my physician was sitting on my bed. I was told it was like three o'clock in the morning, something crazy. Like I, you know, had no sense of reality really at that point. And um, I was freezing cold, um, was extremely uncomfortable, wanted to know where my baby was, if they could bring me my baby. And the answer was, was no. I had developed through this a very severe infection and I was heading right from recovery um, to the ICU. So I spent three days, the first three days of my newborn's life away from her in ICU fighting for my life. Uh, my parents and my husband were sat down and told to expect me not to be able to come home with them um, as I was not going to make it and my chances were very slim. I fought as hard as I could. And of course, as a mom, I still had that, you know, my first child on my mind, but then this newborn that the, the opportunity and the pleasure of having that first picture where you see moms holding their newborn um, after delivery, that moment was robbed me and I'll never have it again. Um, I 
felt like I had failed my daughter in her first three days of life as I wasn't there and able to be her mom. My mom had to step up, thank God, and visited her and held her in the nursery and really stepped in in my place. Um, but regardless, I still, it still haunts me that I wasn't there for her. And I feel, part of me feels like I have to make it up to her for the rest of my life. Luckily, I was given that second chance. And with that second chance, rather than I'm not one to dwell on the past or live in regret, um, I'm one that looked at this as my chance and my opportunity to show up every single day for anyone and everybody that I love, that I care about, and for the greater good of society to make a difference. I'm often told that I need to give it up, that one person can't change the world, and I'm going to tire myself out by trying to be that person, Tamika. But if I can be a part of a change, then that would be worth it to me. Well, thank you for being so open and sharing that story. I got chills hearing that story. Um, and I have so many questions. Um, what do you know now or what did doctors tell you about what happened to you? Is this something that is common that happens? Like what, what happened? So 25% of maternal deaths are attributed to the condition that I had, post-delivery hemorrhage. You don't know if you are going to be subject to that or not. Um, my, my body just doesn't work the way it's supposed to work after you deliver a child. I didn't deliver the placenta. Um, and I didn't in my first with my son either. So there was definitely always something wrong, but nothing to the point where the doctors were like, you may wanna like not consider having another child. And thank God, honestly, that they didn't tell me that because I love my daughter dearly and I would have hate to have missed out on having her. It is a very serious condition and it's real. And mothers not to scare you out of having children. That's not the purpose. But just to be aware that your body and our bodies as women, just having a child without any complications is such a huge, amazing thing, but very taxing on our bodies. I mean, think about it. You're growing a person right. inside we your body. And like, this. yeah, here, I mean, it's crazy. And then it's to have really the complications, crazy. We need to know the risk is there and be educated on that and then be confident in our physicians that they'll know how to respond. And I think that's the thing that we forget because we always see like the happy moments around like pregnancy and childbirth and it is beautiful and wonderful, but we, you know, you, you don't really hear these kind of stories and you forget about the risk that is involved. And there's a certain degree of danger involved in in birthing a, a human. Right. So what is it that you want people to take away from your story and hearing that? Like you said, it's not to scare women from having children. Is there anything um, that you want us 
I, I'm including myself in this, of course, uh, to take away or just, you know, maybe something that I you just, to be vigilant about? Yeah, there is. So just stay informed, ask a million questions, right? When you're going for those appointments and those routine checks that you go during your entire pregnancy, ask questions, understand the process. This is you and your body and nobody knows it better than you. So if you feel like something's off, you know, and maybe you feel like they're blowing you off, they're like, it's just part of being pregnant, you know, it's miserable, like, you know, whatever. But if you truly feel in your gut that there's something wrong, don't stop pursuing, asking to be checked, asking the questions. What about your family? I mean, were they just as, I'm sure, just as shocked and frightened and probably didn't realize that, hey, this could happen. I mean, you're, I know you mentioned your mom was able to be there. Um, I'm assuming your husband or, you know, yes. what did they, what did they say? At one point, my mom told me that her and my dad went down to the hospital cafeteria and had a very real conversation around what if we lose her? Are we, what's going to happen to the, to Jordan and Leah? You know, my husband is from Minneapolis, so his whole family is there. So it all, all of a sudden became really real to them that if I wasn't here, there would be nothing really keeping my husband here, hence their grandbabies. And it was, my mom told me it was the most devastating thought that her and my dad had because for whatever reason, grandparents love their grandchildren more than they love their own kids. Um, and that's okay because I want my kids to feel all that love and they deserve that from them and I'm fine, okay? So they can love on my babies as much as they want, but the thought to them of, of losing, being able to see them every single day became so real and they're like, Jacqueline needs to make it. like for so many reasons, obviously they didn't want to lose me as a daughter, but they just realized in how much they had, right? And how having the family close by um, to really share moments that matter was so close to being stolen from us, from something that nobody could have prevented. Did they also kind of have the same reaction that you just shared about, hey, we didn't know that this could happen? Yes. This wasn't even like a blip on the radar. No, yeah, they they really didn't, nor did my husband. And my understanding is, is that they were sat down by the doctors. They were told at that point, like, she's not going to make it. And here's what happened. But at that point, it was like, it had already happened and it was too late. But in the end, there was no way to prevent this. So mm. it just happens. Nothing that I did caused it. There's no you know, medical interventions, nothing I could have done for my body to prepare me to keep this from happening. Mm. I just got chosen. And you know, as my mom says, God gives you what you can handle. Right. And I'm a huge planner. A plan, but you know, I plan and God laughs type of thing. Right, right. And you just have to roll with it. 
And in the end, I'm just grateful to be able to be here and make an impact for on my children and then on anyone and everyone else that's path Absolutely. I cross. Absolutely. We're glad you're still here too. Thank um, you. I know it's moments like this that really can kind of change your outlook on things, your view of things and the trajectory of your life and the way that you see going forward because you, it's really in those moments I'm sure that you realize, hey, like I can, all of this can literally be taken away tomorrow. Yes. So how did that change your path and really lead you on the entrepreneurial path that you're on now? Yeah, so gosh, I have to say I learned a lot. Um, but the first thing that I realized was I carried the weight of the world on my shoulders. Always have, always did. I even maybe created some monsters out of it where my husband would try and pitch in and I'd be like, just give it to me. I'll do it because it's quicker if I get it done. I was like, wow, I am, so I'm a CPA by profession. So I naturally in my household and in my relationship and the CFO of our household, I manage all the finances, the bills, you know, everything to kind of keep that going. I'm the house manager. I was the activities director for my son <laughs> and now my daughter. I'm a dog mom, you know, anything. I'm a, I'm a daughter to aging parents, all of these different roles that we play. Yeah. And I think women, we want to be everything to everyone. Right. And as a mom, we want to be the best possible that we can be for them. And we self-inflict this immense burden on ourselves and don't ask for help or leverage resources that we need enough to make it easier on us. Because if we're thriving, then everybody around us is gonna benefit Tamika. And that's the bottom line. So when I realized that I had all those roles and I had all the knowledge, it was in my head and it was an organized mess for me because I'm a very type A person. I knew where everything was, okay? However, if I physically didn't make it home from that hospital, not only would I have left the physical void here, I would have left an absolute disaster for my husband and parents to dig through and find the important things that made this house and our lives go, that fueled us and made us work. And so I sat down and I was like, wow, I really need to get my stuff together here. This is yeah. insanity. I can't carry this burden. And by the way, I'm gonna self-reflect and get better and delegating and asking for help because clearly I need it. Right. So I sat down and I was like, all right, where do I begin? And I didn't know I was paralyzed. Change is hard, right? And with change comes the need to maybe look at things through a different lens. So what I did was is I created an online digital memoir that asks you yes or no questions only. That's it. There's nothing sexy about it. There are no bells and whistles. It is literally just like I am, very to the point, 
let's get it done and meet the purpose of what I'm trying to achieve so I can move on to the next thing and know that I now have peace of mind. While at the same time, it was me extending an act of love to my husband, who when I'm not here one day, will have access to my memoir. So it is a very secure place um, that asks for the high level stuff, doesn't get into how much money do you have, What's the value of your life insurance? Doesn't matter, Tamika. It's just, where are these things? Give me a path. Every question that you answer is populated into an individual PDF document. So if I'm out traveling for work out of town, and let's say something happens to my dog, God forbid, my husband's going to text me. Who's our vet? What's the pet insurance information? All of these things that would make me stop, have to gather it all and send it. The answer to that question is in your memoir. I would literally log in, pull up the PDF, text it to him and be done. So it's all, you're able to respond to things as they come up on a situational basis to create efficiencies in your life today. And then of course, the added benefit, because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when we pass on that those aren't left with the extra burden and agony of searching through paperwork. Right, right, right. That makes a, lo- a lot of sense. And it sounds like it would be good not only for the couples, but even, you know, the solo, the individual person, because there will be someone, whether it's a, a parent or a child um, a sister, brother, whoever that would need to gain access to that information should something terrible happen. Um, give me a few examples as far as, as you mentioned, you know, the vet or the pet insurance, like what type of information are, are you able to store in this memoir? Yeah. So thanks for asking. I do want to share a story that happened during COVID. I have a grandmother who I'm so blessed to have, was 100 years old at the time during COVID. And she lived alone because she felt like having somebody there taking care of her was for old people. And I'm like, you're 100, Grandma. Like, that's <laughs> She's kind of old, old, but okay. She was out of it. It's a mindset. <laughs> Sadly, um, her neighbor found her unconscious in her apartment. She had had a stroke. So she called the paramedics and then the next phone call her neighbor made was to my dad who lives 45 minutes away from her. And the first thing they said was, we suspect that your mom had a stroke. Can we have her medication information? My dad didn't have that. He had to get in the car, you know, panicked as it was, Mm. go to her apartment and literally search for a post-it note that my grandma had her medications written on to provide it. That's one thing that is asked in your memoir, in my macro memoir. Do you wanna provide your medication list? My dad could have logged in, pulled that, and had the answer without having to go through all those extra hurdles um, in a time that was in crisis as it was. Thank God my grandmother made it to her 101st birthday and she's still here with us. Oh my gosh. So, so lucky. It's amazing. 
Um, but that okay. was just one of those situations that I was like, yeah, th this is, it doesn't have to be like this. So from your medication list to have you been previously married before? Do you want to share information about close family members? For example, I have one for my son. It has his immunization records. It has his birth certificate. It has his pediatrician's information. So when I'm going to fill out his registration forms for school, which we have to do every year, mm -hmm. instead of pulling it from different places like I've always done, I literally have now one PDF, printed it, done, end of story. It was so much easier this time around. It was the first time that I didn't hate filling out the forms as much as I had in the past. It still wasn't fun, but it made it less painful. Um, so there's questions on real estate. If you own multiple properties, if you own one property, provide logistical information. Where's the water shut off? Where is the breaker box? You know, if it's a <laughs> rental property, what about your tenant's name? So the beauty of it is it takes the thinking out of it for you. If something doesn't apply, you click no and you move on. Um, and I'm a strong believer that people in life like options. That's it. Human nature likes options. I know I do. People that I've spoken to do. So I give every option possible. My mom, she doesn't have the comfort level to share things and upload documents in a cloud-based storage, like my macro memoir is. I get it and that's okay. So what I did do is provide the opportunity that instead of having to upload the document, you can free text. I have my passwords written on a sheet of paper that's in my nightstand drawer. Right there is the breadcrumb I need or the breadcrumb she needs where she forgets where she put her password list to remind her. Nothing is required to be filled out. If you don't wanna put your social security number, if you don't want to put you know, your date of birth or whatever, you don't have to. Because I'm sure Nothing people would ask, how secure is this for me to put basically like the keys to the entire castle in this one right. place? Yes, absolutely. So the two pillars when I created this was security and time is money. So first and foremost, it's two-factor authentication. You can turn it off if you want. I would never recommend turning it off, but the option is there. I stay true to the options as well. It is military grade encrypted. It is also from a technical standpoint, um, rolled out through data chunking means the entire file is separated among eight different servers. So if one server is compromised, then they would get a piece of an encrypted document that makes zero sense. I'm a CPA, as I mentioned, I did do an internal controls assessment. My husband um, is an attorney and served as a prosecutor um, for many years and worked with cyber crimes. So he drove me absolutely nuts around this, but in a good way. Um, and I actually have gotten feedback to Mika that it's so secure that it may turn people off because you have to like jump through hoops to get in there. But to me, it's, if it's too secure for you, you're not my person. Right. 
I believe that having that security is way more important than not. And that was one of those opportunity costs as an entrepreneur that I had to decide, you know, which way I was going to go. And investing as much as possible in this space is what I did because I want people to have the peace of mind. What about for the person? Because I'll be honest, it sounds like, you know, the type A organizational person's dream, right? Um, What about for the person who says, what's the difference between me using this and putting all of this information into an Excel? The difference is, is you would have to identify yourself what you're putting in that Excel document. Is it truly everything? Um, The objective is, is this is a guided experience. You are walked through yes or no questions and it's gonna jog your memory or your thoughts get you thinking like, wow, I never thought about that. It it feels like a way to empower those type A, (laughs) take it all on superhero women or individuals who don't know how to delegate or release responsibility and also a way to simplify our lives, I feel like, and and just kind of have a streamlined way to find this key information. and I like that word, and I feel like you, you said it, you said peace of mind, but you also said empowerment at one point. And I feel like that's such a great word to use to describe this. Um, why now? After all that you've gone through, mom of two, um, and the life-threatening experience that you had in your second birth, and where you are in your life now to, to take on this, this entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, so that's a great question. Like I shared, I truly believe and I have the deepest desire to help people and to bring them comfort in any way I can. And doing this was something that I needed. And I thought I was someone that had it all together, Tamika. But my experience showed me that I made it through that one. But you never know, tomorrow is never promised. And I think COVID showed us that as well. None of us could have expected that. None of us. And we need to prepare. Human nature, we have found, you deal and you focus on what is the urgent? What is the urgent things I need to take care of now? And you put the important things on the back burner. I would classify this as important. Unfortunately, The important things always will emerge as urgent at some point. Right. So how can I influence people and empower people to be more proactive instead of reactive? Because it would be too late. If I didn't come home from the hospital, Tamika, it would have been too late. And I would have caused a disaster here for my family that I had zero intentions of doing. So if somebody believes and identifies the need for this, Tamika, I want them to have it. So I priced it at $75 a year, literally covering the cost of me storing the information. I am not looking to become a millionaire. I have everything in life that I need, right? I, I, I got my chance. Um, And so that's not my objective. 
My objective is to empower people, but I will tell you this, as I come to the market, the feedback is, is, oh my gosh, I need this, but will you do it for me? It's a lot, no matter how you slice it and dice it, Rome wasn't built in a day and this isn't gonna be built in a day either. So I also look at this as there's a lot of professional organizers, there's financial planners that are equipped to work with you and coach somebody and hold them accountable to partner with someone to go through the process. Mm. I also look at this as for women, men, anyone that may want to start their own side hustle or are stay-at-home moms and their kids now are at school and don't need them as much, you can become, you can turn this into your own. All you have to do is encourage somebody to sign up for the service, determine what your time is worth to work with somebody, and there you go. It's something built already that you can use and make a business out of. I want to see people use this in any way they desire. I like it. They could work for the individual. It could also work for the side hustler or bud budding entrepreneur. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Jacqueline, this has been really great. Tell people where they can find more about you, connect with you, and learn about My Macro Memoir. Absolutely. So um, mymacromemoir.com, you go down to the Contact Us at the bottom on the webpage. There's an email address that comes right to me. I am very hands-on. Um, there's also a link to my Calendly. So if you want to connect with me and get on a phone call live, I love connecting with people and talking. Um, so I will find the time. People say that, you know, things that are important to them, you always find the time to do. So I can guarantee and promise that no matter what, this being so important to me, I will find the time to talk to anyone and everyone that wants to talk. And, you know, with the hopes of empowering them and inspiring them to just continue getting better and providing that peace of mind that they may need and their loved ones might need as well. And are you or my macro memoir on social media as well? Yes, 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 yes. So you'll find me on Instagram at my macro memoir. Same thing on Facebook. I also have a community group um, for my macro memoir that you can join. I host Zoom sessions to let people connect with me there if they have any Q&A and just kind of check in. I want that human connection. Um, and I never want to lose that. I thrive on it. Uh, it's what I know and what, what I do best. And um, there are those opportunities. And you can also, of course, find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> exactly how you and I connected. We so I am there, Jacqueline Strauss, CPA. So feel free to find me and the business is there as well. Thank you, Jacqueline, for being so open, so genuine, and so honest about your story. Thank you for allowing me to share it. And I hope I made a difference for someone out there. I hope you enjoyed meeting Jacqueline. Her story is certainly one that was an eye opener for me and a good reminder for all of us women to stay vigilant and people in general, because anything can happen to anyone at any time. So make sure you go ahead, find her information and my macro memoir information all below in the show notes. Connect with her, connect with me. You want to make sure you don't miss out on next week's new episode as well. So find us all the places, LinkedIn. Hey, that's where we and Jacqueline met. 
subscribe to this on YouTube and turn on notifications. And until I see you back next week, stay happy, stay healthy.